Welcome back to the podcast called Tell the World. I'm your host, Ota. I hope you guys are having a blessed evening. I hope everybody's just trying to, you know, just hold on and just keep doing what you're doing and just stay positive through some of the shit we're going through in the year 2020. Shit is just getting more crazier and crazier, guys. So we got another killing in the world, or yet in the United States, or better yet, in one of my home next to home uh, cities, which is Wisconsin. And this would be the city of Kenosha, Wisconsin. We have a, another young black man who has been shot by a white police officer. And it's, if you've seen the video today or last night on the news, you'll see that this young man was shot uh, seven times in the back. You know, seven times. Um, they're still investigating it, so the police officers are, are, are the detectives are not really giving much information uh, on the case. Uh, the officers did come out there for a uh, domestic call, so uh, as I uh, read through some of the um, statements, um, news statements, because um, you want to make sure that you put out the right information. So, you know, it's still an early investigation, so they're not going to tell us everything. Uh, but we can see that um, there was a domestic call, and um, the call was about uh, two individuals outside fighting. So it was two young ladies fighting. And I believe this young man um, tried to come and uh, separate them uh, from fighting. And as he was doing that, um, cops were called out there. And so somewhere within the, the cops being out there with their guns drawn, um, this young man was going to his vehicle to check on his kids. Allegedly, this is what they were saying. So as we saw the video, we see the officer you know, walking behind him and uh, he's leaning into his car as he opens his, his front door and the officer grabs him by his white, uh, white tank top and just fires seven shots. I mean, just in broad daylight in front of everybody, seven shots in the back. Now, who knows where all these shots went in his back? Like, we don't know if it, well, we know it didn't hit his heart, but in the back, you're talking about lungs, heart, you know, liver, kidneys, and this man is still alive right now. So, seven shots is a, a lot of bullets going inside a person. And it's, it's just... We can't understand why this just keeps happening, you know. Unarmed black men study keep getting killed. They keep getting shot. And they're dying. They're just dying like, it's like swapping flies. You know, these men, 
they don't have no weapons on them and they're still getting killed. Now, who knows? Because this is allegedly, uh, this is still a, a fresh investigation right now. So we don't want to jump to conclusions, but um, we don't know his role of, you know, being out there besides um, he was breaking up two young uh, females that were fighting outside. So I don't know the relation. Um, but they did have uh, witnesses, you know, that um, gave their story of what was going on out there. So it's still fresh. We just have to just wait and see, um, you know, what's going on. I mean, the young man, uh, his last name is Taylor. And to see this man get shot in front of his kids, I mean, where is the the um, protocol with officers drawing their weapons and shooting in front of uh, innocent bystanders? His kids were in this vehicle, and you still shot him? No regards for the kids. I mean, there was other ways to arrest this young man. You didn't have to shoot him. I mean, we don't know when the door came open because we didn't see what he was doing once he was going in. We don't know if he was trying to just get in his vehicle versus an officer grabbing him by the, the tank top. You know, this gets real depressing to keep seeing this over and over and over and over and over. And it's just, you know, just it just keeps happening. You know, the projector, the projection of it just keeps happening over and over and over. Because people are just, just so sick and tired of it. And so late on that night, you had um, citizens who started protesting saying no justice, no peace. Officers them were coming out there geared up, shooting tear gas to uh, disperse the crowds. And people, we know, were really upset about this again. You know, it's, it's just over and over and over. We don't know how much news media this one's going to get. You know, this did occur yesterday. So let's see how will they pump this one here up because, you know, Everybody, every black man's killing is different, you know. For some reason, the news focuses on certain individuals. So uh, I'm not sure how they're going to focus on this one uh, because a young man is not dead. So how will they justify this? How will they protest with this? And will uh, Black Lives Matter get involved with this one here? I mean, it's the same thing that happened in um, uh, Minnesota. I mean, will Black Lives Matter get involved with this one? Because this is this was on someone's camera phone. You could see what actually happened, you know, grabbing the shirt and shooting seven shots. That's a lot of shots, close range. And this young man is still alive. I mean, it's crazy. This guy is still alive, so somebody's on his side. Somebody's on his side. And then you had the um, the governor, the governor of um, Wisconsin. You know, he made a, a few statements um, about um, how this continues to uh, keep happening. Um, um, 
and how he felt like you know you know uh, police officers are, are are killing some of the young black men in Wisconsin and you had the police organization you know they felt like his words were too much um, too much out there that was leaning towards uh, young black men and they felt like he was jumping to uh, conclusions too soon well the video shows us what's going on and we're seeing that you know the young man is being grabbed and he's being shot in the back now there are laws out there that state that uh that if you shoot someone in the back who wasn't doing anything, uh, posing threat towards you, you could go to jail for that because you drew your weapon and shot this person right in the back. That's the law. So those laws also apply to um, police officers as well, you know, being shot in the back. I mean, how is that person uh, posing threat, you know, with their back turned on you? So this is going to be an interesting uh, case. It's going to be an interesting investigation. So, And we don't know if they had body cams. I'm not sure about Wisconsin body cams, but, you know, hopefully there, there were some cameras, uh, body cams. But if not, you know, this is going to be just being investigated. So um, you got the um, Wisconsin uh, Department of Justice is investigating it. So they're getting some uh, outside uh, help, too. So hopefully... They are looking to it more. It's just, it's just that it, it just keeps happening. It, it just, I mean, 2020 has really been just bad. Like it's awful to just keep seeing this. Like it's an awful thing. Now the crime rate uh, in Wisconsin uh, is pretty much high up there, you know. Um, um, the crime rate right now I'm looking at I'm just trying to get, make sure I give you guys the right information here um, 2018 crime rate in Milwaukee Wisconsin is 571 and uh, that was in 2018 and um, which is a 2.1 times higher than the US average uh, it was higher than in 97 0.2% in the city, but at the same time, Milwaukee has high crime right now. You know, um, a lot of uh, auto theft, um, police chases within um, auto theft, stealing cars, a lot of high-speed chases out there. Um, a lot of people are doing, a lot of young people are doing a lot of things out there that's real bad, you know, like the crime is real bad there. Um, people are are victims of uh, some violent crime there in Milwaukee. And the rate is pretty high. Um, the homicide, which was in uh, 2017, the number of homicides back then was at 99. Um, so there's crime there. Now, Kenosha is a, a, a small uh, city that would be between, uh, Kenosha would be between Chicago, Illinois, and um, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. So you're talking about, what, five miles, ten miles, 
10 miles, Milwaukee's 10 miles from, uh, I believe, 10 miles to 15 miles away from Kenosha. And then you cross over towards uh, the state of Illinois, which is probably another hour, an hour and 15 minutes, because um, from Milwaukee to Illinois is a, supposed to be a two-hour drive. Um, but it all depends on your speed. I don't want to say it like that, but it does. So you, you got crossover crime, you know, happening in Chicago versus, you know, coming over to uh, Wisconsin. So it's, 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 pretty, it's pretty much, you know, almost even with crime. But, you know, you got to think of what the cost of the crime that's going on there. Like they got um, predominantly um, a lot of pills, a lot of prescription drugs have been really pushed through the state of Wisconsin. Uh, a lot of Walgreens have been broken into for prescription drugs. And the job losses due to the COVID has caused that, that economic there too to make it not even better. So there's a lot of things going on. Um, Wisconsin is a great city. It's a great city. You know, it's a great city to live in, but, you know, how people would say, there's crime everywhere, so there's nowhere you can't go where there's not crime. But how do we we fix this? We're still trying to fix black-on-black crime. We're still trying to fix, trying to deal with police officers, study gunning down our people, you know. We're trying to, you know, figure out how to clear up the, the black-on-black crime as well as how do we stop the police officers from gunning young black men down? It should go both ways because it, either side doesn't make it better. But at the same time, you have law figures out there who take an oath, you know, to go out there and to serve and protect. And when we start to see camera videos off of citizens' phones and watching you kill them right in front of our faces, our TV screens, come on. This is trauma through the television waves, the YouTubes, you know, all through the Internet. You're seeing free shots, picture shots, newspaper shots of black men being gunned down. And it's just getting worse and worse. 2020 has been the most awfulest year that I have ever seen in my life. Now, there's history out there of how bad it got within people's eyes, but this, for me in my own eyes, has been the worst. I mean, so much unoccurred. You know, it's just, it's just a bad year, and we're just not recovering from this. It's just stuff that constantly just keeps happening, and we don't see, we don't see it getting better. And at the same time, we got the politicians, the Democrats and the Republicans, they're fussing, going back and forth because they want our vote based on their promises of what they're going to do when they get in office. You know, we're just in a bad situation. And I think, you know, I don't think defunding all the police uh, departments, police departments is a good thing because we do need them. We do. Our neighborhoods do need them. We do need protection. Because if you 
let people take over the city like the Joker, everybody is at risk. It don't matter what color you are. It don't matter. It don't matter where you come from. It just don't matter. Bullets have no names. Crime, just don't pick and choose. You're just a victim. So we would hope that things would get better this year. But this year that we're, we're in, we're just, we're not even through September. Beginning of September has not even came. You know, it's 12 months out of the year. And this whole year just just looks like it's just going to be a bad year for us all. So we use the word, we'll pray on it, you know, and we would hope that things would get better because that's all we got. Uh, our leaders, you know, they really need to step up because they make it no better because they're too busy fussing at each other and making the problem seem worse because they are. They're fighting on passing stimulus bills to help some people who are unfortunate, who are needing food and who are about to be evicted. You know, people are losing their, their homes, their vehicles. You know, in different city situations are different. And um, we may not see it all, but based on crime, based on uh, what's going on in your city, you should always take a look at that, you know, just to... Um, be sure of what's going on within your, your state because um, those things you need to know. Um, uh, looking at the crime rate, you know, just we all want to be safe. We want to make sure that we're, we're, we're safe in the areas that we live in. But this year here, it doesn't hit everybody. Everybody. So Donald Trump's supposed to have a... Um, they have came up with a, a new vaccine, and hopefully this vaccine works. Um, a lot of people feel like this vaccine has came too soon, and um, you know, but some are sure about it that it, is, it would be good uh, for the COVID because students and high school and elementary kids are starting school. Some are starting online, and some are going back. And the cases are going back up again in certain states where kids and students are getting the COVID again. So, and the flu season hasn't started yet. Um, but we still need to try to find out, you know, um, are they going to make some vaccinations? Um, like, it's going to be a requirement that you have this vaccination. Because um, I believe they require that some, all colleges take this um, meningitis or laryngitis. Excuse my way I'm saying it, but from the South we would call it uh, meningitis, but it could be called uh, laryngitis too. But um, students, college students are required to take that shot. And if they don't take that shot, they can't attend college. So for you college students out there, when you're um, um, signing yourself up for college and you're going through your financial aid and you're trying to get yourself registered, I'm pretty sure your account won't go no further until you take a certain uh, requirement vaccination out there that they want you to have before you attend the school. 
that's the way they're pushing things now. Because people are going to have to start taking a shot. And I believe that's what they're going to do with the flu shot as well. Pretty soon, you know, these companies are going to be having a requirement that you take that shot. And they're going to need documentation saying that you had the shot because they're pushing it now. And so for some of the people who refuse to take that flu shot, like myself, they're going to be requiring for us to take it. So they're putting us, you know, in a position where we may not have choices, you know. Years ago, you had choices with your kids uh, not to take the shot. Um, But now, it's getting to the point now, you're going to have to be vaccinated. Because that's the way they are trying to see how they can get control of this and keep the numbers down, you know, with the flu. But with the COVID, it's worse because it spreads so fast. It's just not like the regular flu. The COVID spreads fast, touches a lot of people. You got 179,329 deaths, you know. So it's the numbers are steady growing. And, you know, this is within the United States, so... You know, people, I don't know, should we just um, not be ready for this? Or are we ready for this? Because we have to protect ourselves, protect our families. And for a lot of people who are out there doing essential jobs and coming home, you want to protect your family. I mean, they're having the kids to go to school now. And so when they come home, you're going to have to make sure that, you know, Everybody in the house is protected, so they're going to have to make sure their hands are washed. You know how that routine goes. When the kids come from outside, you make them take showers, baths, whatever you let them do to stay clean and healthy, get the germs off of them, keep those hands clean. Spray them doorknobs because you don't want this virus. It's a, it's an ugly thing. It's the worst feeling in the world you want to have. I have uh, experienced it myself. And it's just not a good thing. It, it's an awful thing to have. And you want to get through it because the first moments of having it, if it progresses within the fever, within the body aches, the abdominal pain, you want to get through that because that determines everything. And it put me through hell. Three hours of pain. Three hours of pain. I didn't know what to do. So just protect yourselves and try to um, stay healthy, keep your immune systems up, and do the best you can just keeping yourself healthy and building your immune system. But to get back on to the, the, um, this Kenosha killing, we would hope that they would um, you know, get this case investigated and we get uh, more updates on it. But like I said, it's nothing new. You know, we're starting to see everything before our eyes. You know, the camera, we're seeing um, people getting killed. Police officers are shooting people right before our faces and people are recording them and putting them, they are being placed on television and YouTube. So can you imagine when you see videos like this off of people's phones, what it does to you? I mean, 
I saw this young man here get shot seven times and I couldn't believe it. You could hear all the emotions out there. The people witnessed it. The shooting, the screams, the yelling. Because they knew it was getting to that point. Can some of these officers out there handle their job and the pressure? Is the black man that big a threat that makes you that feared that you have to draw your weapon on him? Is he that scary that he makes you draw your weapon? You know, the police job is called service. I was told that one time. If we come to your house, it's a service. So why can't you get out there and service the job? Communicate with the person. Because if you're coming out there in a threatening way, those are the reactions you get from people. It looks like this man was just, just trying to leave. But he's still alive. And I pray that he, he recovers, you know, because he has a family. He has kids. But can these officers handle their job? And we have to understand this here, too. Just as the police departments all over the world, they will defend each other. Those people who I still consider regular folks, you have to understand the citizens out there are going to protect themselves and they're going to look out for their best interest too and protect themselves. Because who is the threat? Who's drawing the guns? We would hope that it could be civil, civilized, but it seems like some of these white police officers feel like they're in the jungle, that they have to draw their guns. Now, where was the moment of drawing a gun on that young man when you guys could have used a taser to bring him down and handcuff him? Whatever it was. Seven shots, close range. That is trauma to the world. That is trauma for people to see that. that. That is trauma to people that make them feel all types of emotions. Anger. It's just trauma. I mean, should we think like Nat Turner? I mean, should we feel the way Nat Turner felt? When I see stuff like this, it just it just draws me into a place that, that I have to have control of. Which emotion are you going to use when you see a young black man getting gunned down by a police officer? So I have to pull out the right emotion that's going to have me up under control. Because I can't have all my emotions going at the same time. It just probably wouldn't be good. It wouldn't be good for us all if we're using all our emotions. Use the one that's just going to keep you, that's going to keep you stable and uh, sensible through these terrible times. 2020, get through this year. Get through this year, everybody. Get through it. I know it's not good. I know it don't look good, but get through it. We really need to get through it. I know we have um, goals and we had careers and we had things that we wanted to do 
and that just shows you how how humble and how advanced we are to keep moving in this world because if we're not doing anything it's just, it's just not good for us and we all there's a lot of people out here that's positive very positive and we're going to be patient and we're going to get through this our goals our dreams don't place them on hold keep yourself prepped up keep doing what you need to do if you have online classes take advantage of them maybe we all do need a break if too much television and too much politics is getting too much into your life switch the channel find something to laugh at spend time with the family laugh with them grow with them show them show the young youth how to get through a terrible time show the young youth how to get through a hard time because they're going to need to be uh young soldiers out here because history does repeat itself it really does and so we we need to teach them our elders need to teach them to keep them humbled because if we're reacting then they're going to react that concludes my podcast called tell the world if you like my podcast hit that subscribe button and follow me you have a blessed evening